sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things. <laughs> this is why we don't sing on this podcast. This podcast is supported by Acast, the home of podcasting. So whether you're brand new to podcasting or have already launched your show, Acast holds your podcast for free, distributes it to every platform, and offers the tools you need to grow your audience. Plus, if you'd like, Acast can help put money in your pocket through ads and listener support. Cool, right? Visit Acast.com. That is A-C-A-S-T dot com. What is up, guys? Welcome to the second episode of Memento. We are getting this thing rolling. And per usual, we'll talk about the real shit, the painful, the unexpected, and the things that make us feel alive. This podcast will feature artists, athletes, leaders, and those that represent what it means to be human. Enjoy. My name is Mackie. I, my favorite color is green. <laughs> Bad intro. I mean, like, like your resume. Oh, <laughs> starting. teacher but the pandemic forced my hand which I'm glad it did uh I got my being in English not knowing what to do with it and now I'm working on getting my master's in early education because I'm gonna die doing this job (laughs) probably sooner rather than later (laughs) you love the kids I do love the kids I really do it's so funny how like I became like such good friends with teachers I didn't even try to become like good friends with teachers I blinked and all of a sudden we were all teachers yeah 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 so Mackie's a teacher I'm a teacher her partner is also a teacher. So Mackie teaches preschool. What's that like? Yeah. Um, so this was the first day of a new like semester, I guess. So this is when I'm supposed to get a bunch of new kids. I was supposed to get nine today, but only four showed up. But that's fine by me. But that's normal, right? For preschool, you mentioned that last uh, time. It kind of depends. It depends. I feel like in the middle of the year, like they all are super adamant about like, their, all their kids showing up. But like beginning and end of the year, uh, they're like more lax, which is fine. So, I enjoy it. They're cute, and they poop all the time. And Do you have to clean their poop? Oh, yeah. I wipe butts, like, professionally. It doesn't bother you? Not anymore. I've literally gotten poop on, like, on Shut my up. ungloved No, hand. you haven't. I kid you fucking not. What were you? Okay, like, okay, so explain. So, do you, like, reach in there and, like, clean? No, okay, so when I normally accidentally <laughs> I'm get... I'm picturing the worst thing ever. <laughs> it's never, like... Okay, we've only had, like, two really bad, like, just explosions where they get on the wall. But Wait, most- no, no, you need to explain this whole thing. What do you mean it gets on the wall? So, like, sometimes the kids have really, really bad diarrhea, and it's so bad that the diaper doesn't hold it, and so it just, it just escapes. Oh, hell no, dude. I would have quit. I would have quit. The, the first day I saw that, I would have I would have walked out. I would have just let the kid there by themselves Listen, and just left. I don't even care anymore. I've caught kids' throats in my bare hand. Ew, Maggie! Well, I was panicking, and they were just, I was like, oh. And then I just held my cupped hands under this kid's <laughs> mouth. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> I could totally picture you doing that. <laughs> Outer body of ex- experience that whole time. I was like, yeah. 
It's just peanut butter jelly. It's just peanut butter jelly. <laughs> and it was just you? No, I had a couple of TAs, but they have a way, like, they get sick a lot easier. But you're also the head honcho at yes. your school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. You're the head honcho for the... Two-year-old classroom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. What's your title? What's your actual Lead title? teacher. Mm. Mm. And we're 25. <laughs> Mackie's 25. I'm That's 20. True. So today was the first day of your classes. Who texted you? What was that text about? What, what were you telling me? Oh, uh, my cousin called me. <clears throat> um, she called me yesterday about uh, her. She's trying to potty train her daughter who's coming to my class, you know? And she's telling me, like, I've heard the method where when the kid's home, just no underwear, no pants, run around, butt ass naked. That's a method? That's a method. And it seems to work. Like, anytime. Like the, okay. Yeah, anytime any of my parents at school use it, like, at home, they can't use it at school. They tell me about it, and it seems to really help because, like, the kid just, like, doesn't want to pee and poop on the floor. Mm. And it, it kind of works. And I was like, that's really cool. But you can't, you literally cannot have them running around without uh, underwear pants on at school. So I was telling her that. I was like, we can't let her go commando. So then, like, I recommend a pull-up because a lot of kids have a regression anyway when they start school. A regression is when they, like, kind of don't act like they're potty trained. Like, that's not the main thing on their mind. Because they're so focused Cause on they're so being like, in a new environment. Yeah, in a new environment, and you need meeting new people, and they forget, like, oh, yeah, I need to ask to go to the bathroom or whatever. Or some kids just don't know how to ask her to go to the bathroom yet. Because also at home, what parents can do, uh, if, like, especially if they don't work or whatever, is they'll literally just take the kid every 30 minutes and just sit the kid on the, on the potty. And, you know, like, it's a hit or miss. Sometimes they just go... And sometimes they don't. Every 30 minutes? Every 30 minutes. I can't How do we train do. them like dogs? It's true. Honestly, when I very first started, I was like, it's like training dogs. I recommend this to all my parents. It's not just like you, that we put a pull-up on her for at least the first couple weeks and then reassess. And she's getting all mad. You're going to make me re-potty train my kid? I'm like, your kid's not full. I don't, rec- I don't consider a child being fully potty trained until they can like ask you to take them to the bathroom with enough time to actually get to the bathroom. You know, like, there are steps in between, and I encourage all the steps, but I don't consider a kid to be potty trained until they're like, Miss Mackie, I have to use the restroom. And then we can walk the five seconds to the bathroom, and they actually go in the toilet. So my niece is not there yet, but that's not how my cousin sees it. And she literally is like, can't you just take her every hour? I'm like, absolutely not. No. No. What are you, like, the potty trainer? I think they expect that They from do, you, they do. They? And that's something that I didn't expect from my job description. I thought that was more of an at-home thing. Um, but yeah, I feel like Latin, like my very first year teaching, it really still wasn't that prevalent with my parents, but I also wasn't lead at the time, so I don't know. But yeah, like all my, every, I had an open house on Friday and all the parents either were asking about our security at school because we're right off the main street, which fair, and potty training. And I was like, uh, bro, I don't know. I follow your lead. Like when they're doing good at home, then I'll start doing what you're doing at home here. But I don't really like take charge of the potty training. Right. It shouldn't be your your job to Mm-mm. what is your job description i guess with preschool <clears throat> so with my focus program that's the program my school teaches under our main thing is pretty much like uh, i want to say emotional intelligence like dude my seventh graders don't have that yet see that's why you my seventh start. graders are listening i'm sorry <laughs> please work on it maybe they had it and they lost it yeah because you, they had you as a teacher no just kidding <laughs> you're gonna be in Korea living it up. I am going to be in Korea living it up and talking about that Mackie is actually going to rent out my house mm-hmm. which is really exciting. I'm very excited. Are you? Yes. I think it'll be good and you're going to take care of Andromeda too. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know I was actually going to give up Andromeda which was going to be really hard. Yeah don't do that. 
So I'm glad I don't have to stress out about that anymore. Me too. That would have been sad. Yeah, so if anybody wants to walk Andromeda, just let Mackie know. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, Mackie and I were talking, and I asked Mackie if she wanted to be part of my podcast. And I asked Maggie what she wanted to talk about, and she mentioned sex. So I was like, all right, let's talk about sex. So what, why, why sex? Why is this a topic that you wanted to talk about? Uh, it was on the forefront of my mind anyway, because we were talking about it earlier. And also because I think it's interesting the different takes I've heard about it. And I just kind of wanted to put uh, my at Marin, my take on it. What do you mean takes? Like, everyone's, like, I guess, uh, views about it. Like, I have, like, I have my, like, I guess social media views that I get from people that I don't know in real life that are more, like, you can be whatever you want, asexuality, demi, like, all this stuff. And then my more immediate, like, people I know in real life are, I guess, sex positive, but I think sometimes without knowing they take it too far where it's almost like sex shaming in the sense of shaming me for not having enough sex yeah and I know like I know people talk about that and like it's a thing but I guess just in my life no one really talks about it with me or or for me I guess so I'm gonna do it give us a little bit of background about why so why it's become such a conversation within your friends well, it all started in high school, as awesome. many things do. Long, long ago. <laughs> long in ago. high school. Um, How many years has it been? Six? Seven. seven. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We've come oh, so far. That's disgusting. Oh, it's great. I, farther away from high school, the better. Honestly, you are right about that. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Um, okay, like, just an abbreviated version is I thought I was straight as everyone a lot of the time does and then I thought I was lesbian because I kissed a guy and I was like absolutely not and then I <laughs> kissed a girl and I was like absolutely not <laughs> so then I was like well shit what, what the fuck is wrong with me and then did some research and went to therapy and found out about asexuality and then I was like oh that's perfect asexual there's it is also a spectrum spectrum but at the time when I was first learning about it in high school the definition of asexuality that I came across most was either like so just like no sex sex repulsed or you just like you would have sex but you didn't necessarily want to it was just like at the just because your partner would want to and you're like yeah I could do this for you but I don't ever really want to so it's like sex repulsed or just like kind of like meh um and for a while I was like yeah sex repulsed shit's garbage and then (laughs) um fast forward like four years to college well maybe five years and I met my current partner and we just started off as really good friends. And then we, and he knew I was asexual too. I was still going with like asexual, like no sex for me. Uh, was it, that because you felt uncomfortable having sex? Yeah, I didn't. I feel like it was a combination of feeling super, super uncomfortable and not having any good role models for what healthy sex is. Because like my mom even would just tell me like, oh, if you just got drunk enough, you could just lose your virginity and that'd be fun. like she like that was one of the pressures where I was just like, why are you so worried about sex? Just get drunk. And I was like. I'm wait wait so she twenty years old. she thought that having like getting drunk and having sex was a good thing yes because to get over Why? your nerves I feel like she was raised in a really shittier time even than me so that's just like something that she carried on through her life that she tried to pass down to me because I'm sure that's kind of how it happened with her mm. which is sad that's sad yeah. yeah 
So she's like, yeah, I was, I, I had a lot of nerves around it too, but just get drunk. And I was like, I don't even like drinking that much. Like that doesn't help me. Yeah, you don't drink at all. Um, I drink, I drink a little bit on college. But so I met my current partner, and we were best friends for a long time. And they knew I was asexual, and they still like liked me. So I was like, oh shit, that's a thing people do. They can like me. And um, even though I'm not having sex with him. Yeah, even if that's not yeah. even the car. Like when we started dating, that wasn't even in the cards. Like, and so then, and then of course I was like, wait a second. <laughs> and then later on, I was like, well, maybe I'm just not asexual. Like whatever, that was just a phase. And then I found out kind of semi recently about demisexuality, which is where you're only sexually attracted to someone you have very strong feelings for. So I feel like that's become the common. Yeah, it is. It's gotten a lot more common. Good. I'm frustrated by it, honestly. Mm -hmm. I'm so frustrated because I feel like, oh my god, (laughs) like I feel coming from someone who's not in a relationship and like has had hmm, how do I say this like sexual interactions with people where it's like it's not that I've had sex with him but like sex comes into the question mm. and it's like yeah I can have sex with you because I have an emotional connection with you but don't worry like I can only have sex with people that I'm emotionally connected mm. to and I'm like okay yeah okay sure like I get that but at the same time I'm like uh-huh. are you just saying that shit just to like get in my pants or mm-hmm. like and do like do you have do we actually really have an emotional connection and what does that even look like I'm like also, like, if you have an emotional connection with someone, how could you be so good at, like, separating not wanting to be with them in a relationship? Yeah. And these people are like, no, I, I don't want to be with you in a relationship or I don't want to be with anyone in a relationship because I haven't just heard, heard this, like, directly towards me. I've heard this with, like, friends that are talking about having sex with other people. They're like, um, I... I don't want to be in a relationship, even mm-hmm. though I have a very strong emotional connection with this person. Which doesn't make sense to me at all. I don't understand. Someone make it make sense. I'm sorry. I don't understand. I, that's the disconnect. I feel like even with a lot of my friends now, that is, like, one of the bigger disconnects is, like, I, like, okay, in reality, I'm sure there are people that can genuinely just, like, have meaningless sex or, or sex without... I don't know, love, I guess, for lack of a better word, and it actually be okay for them. I truly have not known anyone like that, so I'm a little biased when I hear uh, some of my loved ones say that because I've seen them do those things, and then I've seen the aftermath of those, like, relationships. I'm putting air Situationships. Situationships, and what it does to them. And so I'm like, that's clearly not the case for you and for, like, everyone else I know. So I'm just kind of like, I just feel like... It's just kind of that sometimes the sex positive movement tips over to a more unhealthy, like, sex as an unhealthy distraction for things that you need to be dealing with. And then in the long run, it actually makes it worse for you and harder to deal with some things. Because you've been numbing with sex. Because you've been numbing with sex. And I feel like sex is, like, a powerful thing. It can be a very powerful thing. And when it's a, it's a tool, I guess, used for anything else. Uh, and when you misuse a tool, it can it can harm you and others around you. I feel also like people are scared of saying that they want a friends with re- like friends with benefits thing mm. because they're scared, especially with someone that they're starting to feel very connected to. Like, I really honor like I think it's so attractive when someone's able to tell you, "Hey, this is what I want," 
and this is what I don't want. And mean it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, this is what I'm ready for. And I feel like when people want to have sex with someone, especially at our age, they don't know how to, like, do all of that. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't know how to be like, hey, like, actually, I just want to have sex with you. It's so hard Mm -hmm. to find. I have never found someone who is just like, I I don't want anything else to do with you, Mm -hmm. but have sex. Yeah. Because it sounds, it can sound fucked up. But I prefer someone telling you that than, like, playing this weird-ass fucking game of, like, Mm -hmm. okay, but what do you want? and kind of like trying to meet you yeah i'm like no just just tell me what you want be honest with it please so that i know how to move around that Mm -hmm. and see if that's also what i want Mm -hmm. and like when you when you talk about like it being an addiction i also think i don't a hundred percent i do think people definitely have an addiction with sex but i also think like as you mentioned with your mom and telling you that hey get rid of these nerves I feel like our society believes that if you're not having sex, Mm. there's something wrong Mm -hmm. with you or with the relationship. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, spit. Did I spit? No, spit poet, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I get super excited when someone says something that's like, "Mm." It's true, and I've been thinking about this, right? Because I was like, okay, where is this going to go? And it's true, like, I I was like, dude, if you ask someone about their relationship and they say, oh, it's, you know, like, so and so, but we're not having sex. Mm-hmm. The first thing people are like, oh my God, is something wrong? Dude, seriously, I'm going through that right now because my partner and I decided that we're going to abstain uh, for their religious journey, which I'm totally chill with. Like, that's completely fine. I'm actually living my best life over here. Uh, but when I, like, tell that to people, because we had had a sexual relationship before, so I feel like they're kind of, like, judging us, being like, well, it doesn't matter now. You guys had been having sex. What does it matter now? Like, it matters to them. That's why it matters. Like, don't worry about it, sweetheart. It's not your, it's not all about you. But yeah, and then just, like, kind of being like, oh, sure. Or, like, I don't know. Or being like, oh, is the relationship not going well? And I'm like, it's actually going really well. Where you start gaslighting yourself or, like, questioning your I own think, reality. So, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> the partner I had now, we uh, broke up but stayed friends for two years in between when we first dated and now. Um, Mackie and her partner have one of the most healthiest relationships I have ever seen. Thank you. We try so hard. But the first round, I it was very, very different. And I would, let, like, I was a lot different in how I handled relationships and how I saw them. And I would let what people say, um, like, determine how I move in our relationship. So that was something I really had to work on. And not only, like filtering out what I'm gonna actually take to heart but also just not telling people stuff sometimes and that's perfectly fine not everyone I'm like a talker so I like tell obviously I'm on this show so I just tell people anything and everything all the time but I've worked on it and now I don't and it's actually helped the relationship a lot because now I don't have those outside influences um, that I might like want to give some weight to burdening me in my relationship do you notice your partner getting a different response when he tells people that he's not having sex with anyone? I would or, be, like, with you? I'd be really curious to know, but he's the opposite of me and does not tell anyone anything ever. So I'm sure he's told <laughs> no one. and They didn't know we were sexual to begin with. He didn't even tell them when we got back together. Mm. I just started showing up, and they just pieced it together themselves. That is so <laughs> funny. I'm very close to all his friends and family. They're all mine now, actually, and I just share them with him. 
and uh, they're the I love most. going to his house now. I, know. I went to I went to um, Matthew's partner's house, and like Matthew was gonna sign my sign my contract, and I just like walk into the house, and her partner's family is all there. Mm-hmm. It's the dad, the the stepmom, like how many all brothers, the cousins, like, three, three brothers, brothers four, like, all their kids. The, yeah, and I'm just like, what is happening right now? Like, <laughs> what did I walk into? And it was, I've never felt so They all so loved you immediately. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. His dad was literally like, she can't leave. <laughs> I know. But now she has to because I'm going to live here. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you were saying. Oh, uh, that his, like his, his community is so ridiculously and unbelievably just like loving and understanding. And they just almost naturally, like, just don't hold judgments that I've seen so far. The Baha'i community? Not even that, like, that the Baha'i community, but for, for sure. But most of his family aren't really that, like, Baha'i. So I think it's just his, it's just his stepmom. Who he surrounds himself with. Yeah, it's just who, like, he attracts and, and who he, like, lets in. It's so refreshing to hear someone say that not having sex is something that they're happy about because i've never heard that before uh like yeah i'm not having sex it's great it's made the relationship better yeah dude no i've never heard this shit before it's true it's true i recently had a friend she's in a rather new relationship and they were having like according to her the best sex that she's ever had and i was like cool bro and now that that's kind of calmed down, she's telling me, like, she's fighting the thoughts of being like, oh, no, like, everything's, you know, ruined kind of thing. And I was like, no, it's okay. Because they're not having sex? They're not, yeah, they're not having as much, like, their sex is, like, different. Yeah, oh, my God. They're still having sex, yeah. it's just different. Yeah, because when you're in a relationship, you know, like, your sex life does change and mm-hmm. your sex drive does change. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, I was listening to even, like, people that have been in marriages for such a long time and how much their sex life is affected by that and why we see that as a negative thing yeah um so like why do you why are you happy saying that i mean i feel like with our relationship sex was in a way a shortcut to feeling intimacy um and like close to each other which that's fine and dandy but for that to be your only outlet for feeling intimate with your partner especially as someone who like I don't know, my sex drive isn't always the highest to begin with anyway. Uh, and this is why you thought you were asexual. Yeah, and I was just like, mm. But so, like, now that we've really truly committed to not having sex or anything that could lead to it, <laughs> it's made it's like forced us to find other ways to make each other feel treasured and intimate and close to each other, which is, I feel like, for me, a more sustainable and, like, heartfelt way anyway. But d- does that scare you, like, thinking so far in the future? Bruh, I'm scaring him with how I want to be married already. <laughs> so, like, no. I'm ready to be old in rocking chairs. That's the, like, goal. <laughs> Do you think that's why he is practicing so, like, why he's practicing the Baha'i faith so much? I hope so. I know he, so he was born in the faith and his relationship with it is a lot more complicated and rocky than mine just because he has a, more of a history with it, I suppose. And I'm just coming in here all fresh. <laughs> but he, um, I feel like he has a desire to be close to his faith, but then sometimes almost gets burnt out on it in a way, you know? Like, it's a, it's a, it's so a, many things to practice. There's like, it's a mental state. It's a 
now things physical. to do, physical, yeah. all that jazz. So he gets kind of burned out and like gets more lax, I guess, focusing at least for his standards, and then it ends up kind of like hurting him or draining him in some way, and it makes him feel bad. Okay, so let's backtrack a little bit. Like you mentioned that um, you felt not having sex also aids in it becoming a sustainable thing mm. for both of you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, do you talk about, do you mean by age or like just like livelihoods or? Like both. I guess both. Because like like you were saying, sex drive changes as you get older or as like life happens to you. And like if How long you're in the relationship. Yeah, how long you're in the relationship. Yeah. Like even like accidents or different things you can, that can happen to you changes. Like how you view sex and, and your sex drive. And I just... I really, it's important to me that in a long-term relationship, which is always my goal when dating. Uh, everyone? Anyone anyone, everyone? Everyone. Hmm. Hmm. Um, that it's like sustainable. And I know sex is a thing that's not sustainable. So I don't want it to be based off of that. So what does your relationship look like now? Not having sex. Like how do you guys practice intimacy? Hmm. Like, it's nice because I feel like sometimes, at least for us, we got in the habit when we were uh, having a sexual relationship that even any cuddle session just would develop into sex, you know? Yeah. It just That's what it happens. is now. It's That's what it habit. is now. And it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating. And I've gotten in conversations with fucking boys mm-hmm. where I'm, and I'm just like, boys. I'm not even men. Just fucking boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... Where you can't do anything that is physically intimate with someone without them thinking mm. that it like it's gonna that, lead. Yeah, they yeah. they're just like, oh, green light. That's gonna that's my passage onto something else. And I'm like, no, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's you don't just because you're doing one thing doesn't mean it needs to lead mm-hmm. to something else. Exactly. You need exactly. to stop having this assumption that like intimacy is connected in like. I'm gonna cuddle with you. Oh, you're hard now. Let's have sex. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, dude. dude. Like that wasn't. That's not the point. Yeah. We'd fall into that trap all the time. Both of us. Both of us would fall into that trap. Not just him. Uh, and now it's like seriously. It's just like cuddling is just fucking cuddling. It's so nice, dude. Um, oh, because <laughs> what? God, no. That just sounds nice. <laughs> it's like so being nice. able to cuddle with like a partner and them not not expect that yeah. it's gonna lead on to something. I didn't realize how much pressure I was like putting myself under kind of like subconsciously I guess because I don't know like yeah like I said you get stuck in that habit then so all of a sudden you're like ah gotta be sexy now and it's so exhausting I know so it's nice just to be able a cuddle is just a cuddle a kiss is just literally a kiss and so that's one way and then also I think we've just gotten more conscious of making each other feel loved in the relationship just like just little things like like through little languages yeah like little texts or because he's a terrible texter like I never expect him to text me ever (laughs) and like having night like deeper conversations about whatever not even our relationship just like anything was this a conversation you guys had to have where it was like hey okay Mm -hmm. like we're not gonna have sex Mm -hmm. but we need to emphasize all these other things yeah yeah he took the initiative thank goodness because I, I like I said I didn't see it as a problem because he's he is a very like he clams up so I don't always know he clams up yeah like he just doesn't talk about things a lot oh you know okay. um yeah 
So it was kind of out of the blue for me. I was just thinking that like, oh, he's stressed about work or whatever because he was being like a little extra quiet for a few days. And so I was giving him a space and then he called me up and he's all, listen. <laughs> and I was like, dude, why did you make me have a panic attack? I thought we were going to break up, but it's just this? That's fine. Oh my God. Oh, when, he's, when he mentioned yeah, it. Hey, yeah, he had, and I'm glad he set the ground rules because we've kind of like tried before just being like, let's just not have sex anymore. But then we would like make out in bed. So of which course, would lead to that. Yeah, which we would be like, well, we're here already. Did you allow it to lead to that because that's what you wanted or like out of pressure? combination of both yeah yeah never his pressure always my own uh that I internalized through what the fuck ever and um so yeah so he set the ground he sat me down had a nice sit down conversation in the drive-in at Sonic while we got corn dogs (laughs) and um telling you healthiest relationship listen and he just said I'm glad like he said it and then he set the boundaries and rules for me to follow which was so nice because otherwise, I wouldn't, I, like, I like having, like, I, okay, so, no making out, that's fine, no, like, cuddling in the same bed, we cut couch cuddles only. Were you scared? Like, were you, when this, when this decision started becoming a thing, were you scared that you were gonna, I guess, lose intimacy with him, or that your, I don't know, relationship would, like, lose, like, connection? That you would lose connection to your partner? no. No, and I think part of it is because we were such close friends, like, when we very first met long before dating and sex ever came into it. Like, we were, you my best friend. So, and he still is, so. There was no lustful feeling towards each other while you guys were friends? Uh, not that I was aware of. I'm really bad about that. You had no lust towards your partner when you guys were friends? No, not until, like, I feel like how I remember it is, like, friends, 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 and then, like, all of a sudden I was like, <gasps> crush like and then I like told him that and then he's like I also like you and I was like oh dating I remember you were gonna have this conversation with him too because you're like all right so like here's how I've been feeling about so and so and um here's a conversation I'm gonna have with him and like I remember you had it written out and you had journaled about it and mm-hmm, I was like mm-hmm. yes girl you process those fucking <laughs> thoughts and feelings and it went great it oh because you had to think about it right he gave you a couple of days to to yeah. think about it yeah. yeah oh I actually forgot about I hated this. those days I hated those days for you because like so, I'm so impatient let me tell you when I very very first was like hey I like you I'd like to try to date you as my first like ever romantic partner since what I consider not a real one in high school. Because <laughs> um, you guys dated in high school, yeah. I, di- I didn't date him in high school. I dated some guy for like a few weeks and I don't consider that would count. It doesn't count. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we, and he said, yes, I'll date you. And we dated for like, I want to say three days. And then I got s- so panicked. You and your current partner. Yeah. Okay. I got so panicked. That about what? I, just about being in any kind of relationship. Oh, I was like, what that's the fair. fuck have I done? So yeah. I broke up. <laughs> I was like, never mind. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. We're just friends. We're just friends. Same. And then like, I want to say like a week later, I was like, just kidding again. I want to date you. Yeah. And then we dated for two years. Which you're dating now. Two dated, years as of Dated today. for two years. Broke up for two, one and a half years. Have been dating now since October. Why did you guys end up breaking up the first time? Were you guys having sex then as well? Yes. Yeah, we were. Um, I don't think that's why we broke up though. Uh, we broke up because 
I truly believed I read a lot of romance novels as a kid romance novels and fucking chick flicks will fuck you up here's my theory okay tell me because then you have this like false idea Mm -hmm. of what you think love should look like whether or not you agree with them subconsciously (laughs) i know somehow like we think that our love life is gonna work out in this like romantic way that is fascinated Mm -hmm. in movies and it's not it's not going to it's true even if we know that Mm -hmm. i think we subconsciously like still still hope for it to work absolutely that's what i still do i think i've gotten a i still avidly enjoy rom-coms and romance books i just am able to be like this is a fun treat i'm not gonna try to apply this to real life because that's when shit hits the fan and is that what happened yeah so you know the stereotype where like you find the one and you dedicate all your fucking life to the one and they're supposed to do that back to you and so I was doing that uh, like all my free time all my <laughs> this sounds so cringy all my free time all my thoughts were like him partner 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 <laughs> like oh I want to spend time oh I could do this I could do that and then luckily much healthier well, maybe not much healthier but a different type of relationship he was very much like no that's not like what relationships are about like we're supposed to just help each other do shit sometimes separately sometimes together but like that's not we are not each other's focus which I it was hard to hear and I feel like that's why we ended up breaking up because he wanted to just take a break and I and I believed that like if a relationship I don't know if I believe this down but if a relationship got to the point where you needed to take a break that's just a sign you should just break up and so that's Mm. what we did I broke up with him honestly like I'm glad that you mentioned that and I think I'm gonna have a podcast episode that talks about codependency mm-hmm. because I'm not <laughs> no, well, fucking shit. Yeah, yes, exactly. Mackie looks at me and she's like, mm-hmm. um, it's become such like a conversation, mm-hmm. and probably because at this point I'm just like irritated with that fucking word. Um, but like the way that you were thinking so much about your person mm-hmm. and so forth like I just thought about that word not saying I'm not I'm not gonna be like dude you're you were codependent because fuck well I don't fucking who the fuck am I to even tell you that you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. but w- what I'm thinking is like how often do we correlate like talking about sex like sex into relationships and like thinking that I don't know that like we get some sort of need from sex in the relationship and once that need is removed somehow that relationship becomes unhealthy mm-hmm. um so like I think it's so interesting hearing you too because I think about the love languages and knowing that you're getting your need met in another way mm-hmm. and I think that's what makes it healthy knowing that your need is being met mm-hmm. um obviously not all of our fucking needs can be met in our relationship nor should they nor should they yeah i'm yeah i agree but i do think that like values is something that you're not sacrificing mm-hmm. the idea of codependency is that you sacrifice your values mm-hmm. um for that person mm-hmm. yep. and to me it sounds like your value on sex isn't being sacrificed because what you value is correct me if i'm wrong but like having intimacy in different forms and knowing that that person's going to try to meet those forms of intimacy in a different way yep that's exactly right yeah and i don't think we ever talk about that in relationships like god as a seventh grade teacher i think about like sex education in our schools Mm. and i'm like we never we teach our kids how to have sex but we don't teach our kids like 
how to feel with sex, how you should feel with sex. Um, the fact that, hey, if you're not having sex, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be having sex and there's nothing wrong with you for not having sex. And like your relationship can still be healthy if you don't have sex. Yep. And I remember growing up and like having this fucking pressure to lose my virginity mm-hmm. and I fucking hated it. Because I didn't give a shit about anybody. But like, I know there was a pressure. Um, and I'm glad that like, you don't have that pressure but Mm -hmm. do you feel it when your friends start asking you about your your sexual relationship no not anymore definitely back in the day like when we first started dating in high school and stuff that's something i've had to unlearn but yeah honestly if (laughs) they tried to pressure me i'd be like what the fuck is your problem i'd probably fight them which is good because i was such a like a rollover kind of person that i'm kind of like yay Stand up for those values of yours, hun bun. Mm-hmm. So. I remember when you told me and I asked you, your partner has slept over at your house. Um, and um, I remember asking Mackie, I don't know if this is because I'm Mexican, but like my mom would never let a guy sleep over my house. Um, I, she let um, my ex sleep over at the house because I had surgery. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, I need someone to help me out of the bed. Um, so luckily he was able to sleep over but like it was the most uncomfortable thing for him and for me we had to like leave the door open and all this shit and like and I was like dude I'm not gonna have sex like I just had like surgery like there's no way I'm gonna fucking have sex right now Mm -hmm. um I could barely like sit up the bed it was horrible but like I I remember asking you like yo how is your mom okay letting your boyfriend sleep over at the house and Mackie goes well we're not having sex right mm-hmm. and and so i was like yeah but your mom trusts that you guys aren't having sex and you were like if anything she's worried that we're not having sex <laughs> exactly yes yes her beliefs have not changed really that much when it comes to that um yeah i think she kind of just sees it as i don't know one or two ways just kind of like silly i guess or she's also really really against organized religion so she but she knows like that he's Baha'i and that I do Baha'i things and sometimes that bugs her. So she either sees it as silly or that it's just like brainwash religion propaganda. Oh, so she thinks you're brainwashed because you're not having Oh, sex. yeah. She thinks I'm brainwashed for anything I do that involves Baha'is. <laughs> Whether or not it's connected to sex or not. Yeah. And I have friends too. Like, oh my God, I had a friend, I had a friend couple that just got married and they never had sex too. And I'm like, <laughs> I have so many people be like, well, how do you know the relationship is going to work out if you haven't had sex with this person? How do you know you're going to have a successful marriage if you've never had sex with this person? And what I've if the sex too. sucks? Oh, so if sex isn't the main thing holding up your relationship, then none of those what ifs matter. What matters is feeling safe and like supported by this person so you guys can go and achieve what you want in your lives okay like god i don't think i realized a problem behind sex culture Mm. until like i started thinking about the conversation that you and i were gonna have Mm -hmm. and i was like why do we like think that if a a relationship is without sex that's like the ruining factor Mm -hmm. of the relationship yeah i feel like and that's like i can't get over the sex positivity movement sometimes because I feel like you know that toxic positivity movement where you're just like don't be sad ever just be positive thinking all the time like a uh, sunshine my club. workplace mm-hmm. yeah that's unhealthy that's not cool like it might have started with good intentions but it is 
has quickly moved out of that realm. And I feel like a lot of the sex positive movement has done that too because then it's like there's a narrative where it's telling people where it's like if you're having a hard time or you're like don't have whatever, you're feeling unfulfilled, sex will fill that. And it like is not. Because when you're feeling unfulfilled to that level, it's something different. I'm not saying it's religion. I'm not saying you need to find God. I'm saying like, I don't know. Sit with yourself and and find it out. And probably sex is not it. I'm, I don't think I will ever meet anyone where sex is like their calling. Just having sex. Like that's the main issue. Or like that's going to be the what's going to help resolve the, yeah. like, rela- the issue. Yeah, my life is solved ever since I started having really good sex. No. I think that couples can struggle with it for sure. Like um, where there's an issue... I mean, yeah, obviously, like, if a partner doesn't want to have sex and the other partner really wants to have sex, then, like, I think that just becomes a compatibility issue mm-hmm. if both partners can't find some sort of middle ground. Yeah. Um, Masturbate. That's thank your middle you. ground. Like, like, for serious. Like, okay, that's, like I've said, like, that's not your goal in a relationship. I believe that hypothetical couple will find a way to, like, meet in the middle somehow. Like, I actually know of a married couple where she's completely sex-repulsed asexual and he's sexually active, and they 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 got married, and... Is it an open relationship? Yeah. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, like, oh, my God. That's another that's another episode topic. So many episode so topics. Many. We have so many, like... I was talking to, again, about my kids. Like, they were asking me what dating is like within our age, and I was like, it's so complicated because, like... It's like there's so many sections to sexuality and to gender mm-hmm. and like demisexual, asexual, like whether you want to be in an open relationship or you want to be in like a friends with benefits relationship or like you want to be in a closed relationship. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. Like I, on, I'm like, I'm glad that couples can decide how they want to mm-hmm. maneuver their relationship. But like going back to the beginning of this podcast, like the amount of people that are actually honest and what they want yeah that's what's making it so difficult you have like all this wide buffet of like options you can make your relationship and you can really like make it your own but only if you're super honest like scarily honest with someone outside of yourself which is always hard so would you say that you're the most like if you had to compare who has a bigger sexual drive between you and your partner and how do you manage that so because like I'm sure that temptation comes in. Oh, yeah. You can't help being horny sometimes. Yeah, no, dude, seriously, especially when I'm stressed out. But um, I definitely feel like I have a higher sex drive in the way that I just want to orgasm, not in the sense that I want to go through the whole ritual that is sex with another person, because that can be tiring. (laughs) Sometimes I just want to be efficient and just get it done myself, because I know what I like. And that's what I'm mostly horny for most of the time. And I can do that. And I do do that. And it helps a whole lot. And I, oh my God. And I've told people, I'm like, sometimes like it's a lot better Mm -hmm. by yourself. I'm not saying anything bad about my partner's skills. I'm just saying that like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. And people are like, oh my God, it's because you've never had a great partner. No. And I'm like, why does this become like a charity case? Like Mm -hmm. not dude. Like I'm like, it is more efficient. Mm -hmm. And like, we do know what we want yeah. and it's just like and I feel like it's like a, a lot more I don't know I don't want to talk for everybody right but like what mm-hmm. I've heard most from females is like that we just like 
just because you're having sex like or just because you're masturbating and you don't have a partner and like you're appreciating that or liking that more than having mm-hmm. a partner doesn't mean that it's because you've had horrible partners yeah yeah no really it's just it's a it's energy it's a different it's a lot of energy to like have a, have sex with someone i think because you're not just thinking about yourself you're also thinking about them ideally pleasuring them make yeah sure that, like they're comfortable yeah. so it's like you're in two bodies at once you're like am i comfortable in having a good time are they comfortable in having a good time and for me that's really hard to do um so and then vulnerability is tied yeah. into all of that as well God. and like leading and uh, i think vulnerability can be such a beautiful thing mm-hmm. in a partnership but there's also like oh my god there's I think people think also like if you're not having sex you're losing vulnerability in your relationship Mm. I feel like I feel like sometimes it's I feel like it took more vulnerability for David to tell me that we really he really wanted us to stop having sex than it did for him to just have sex with me um like like you said I don't want to speak for everyone but I feel like with with me I'm telling you cis gender roles like gender male roles everything yeah for sure uh but yeah and i mean like yeah like it's it's maybe a little less vulnerable to have sex to an extent because it is what society expects and i'm not sex is a vulnerable position but but like going against what society expects is like i feel like brings in a new level of vulnerability or what your culture expects i guess and the fact that he just came out to me and was like no no and i was like thank you for telling me no i need to hear that (laughs) i love the way that you manage that conversation and the fact that you're like all right cool like that it didn't become such a big thing where you were like oh my god what are we gonna do yeah and but this and but this and but this Mm -hmm. it was like no all right cool like i honor what you gotta tell me and cool Mm -hmm. like that's fine yeah, to be honest, when he finally got down to it, it was like small potatoes because I thought he was breaking up with me for some unknown. I was like, oh, God, he's breaking up. He's breaking up with me. Why? And then he's like, I don't want to have sex anymore. It's like, oh, we're chill. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that, like, just shows how much you just love your partner. I do. It's embarrassing. No, I think it's <laughs> lovely because you just want to be with your partner mm-hmm. and like it's not so much about your like you needing to have this like met you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and like knowing that you can get it met a different way and a, maybe a more efficient way i'm glad that we've been able to like talk about this comfort comfortably com- comfortably comfortably that's how you spell it comfortably is how yes. you spell it mm-hmm. um com- comfortably mm-hmm. comfortably jesus isella you got it um because we have trouble using the words like masturbating Mm. and sex and like how we define sex and these and vibrators Mm. (laughs) like like we're scared of even saying these words which is like okay why why have we developed a culture where like we're pushed so much to have sex but even talking about it in like a way like this is so like yeah that's fucked up that's really fucked up that's how people yeah that's how people get traumatized sometimes is that there's just no conversation beforehand and then all of a sudden it's done and you're like wait wait (laughs) and it's rushed too Mm -hmm. like i've oh my god i've been with guys who are like i'm not trying to rush you i feel fucking rushed (laughs) yeah and then they're like they're like i'm not trying to pressure you and i'm like bitch but like 
you like constantly trying to initiate Mm -hmm. whether or not you're verbalizing it you are pressuring me Mm -hmm. i'm like you need to understand and this is for like men listening please that like just because you see a moment where you could have sex doesn't mean that the girl wants to have sex with you like dude this is why consent has become such a big thing Mm -hmm. and like just realizing the fact that sex has become such such a pressure fuck even dating apps dude like like (laughs) the question of like what's your body count Mm. one (laughs) is it really one thank god is it just your current partner yeah do you hear me even asking you this shit i'm like isela (laughs) stop it um fuck yeah and there's nothing wrong with like body counts either like yeah that's true like why do we why do we why did i just act this way you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. why was i like yeah i would. I think i'm surprised because not because of like how i see you mm-hmm. but because of society where yeah. it's like oh at this age we quote unquote should be at a certain number yeah and if you're not at a certain number you're a prude and if you and if you're too high yeah on that i was scale, just gonna say if you had told me your body count was like 20 i would have had the exact same reaction but opposite i've been like 20 mm-hmm. i don't even know 20 people mm-hmm. like and is then, that because still, i'm a female and how would you feel it if is. i told you if I was it is male? honestly when men in men it's a different reaction if they oh, they better not fucking tell me their body count but if i ever hear it i'll just be absolutely disgusted but i won't be shocked you know with you i'd be shocked and kind of like <gasps> clutch my pearls what is that because i'm a girl or mm-hmm. because of how you know me no it's because you're a girl yeah <laughs> yeah and if you have too much of the female you're yeah. automatically considered a whore yeah. or a slut mm-hmm. but as a male it's like you could be considered it's like a boy, but it's like expected yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah yeah I like figured. that's gross but yeah it's you gross, look but like I figured. It. Yeah. yeah like it's not like you're shunned mm-hmm. you're not shunned for it it's mm-hmm. just like eh. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and a girl it's like you get the ugh. shame with it yeah. yeah you get shame and i've also talked to people about like pleasure we also don't teach sex in a form of pleasure yeah. it's in the form of not just having an orgasm you know like sometimes i'm okay with not having an orgasm and i just want to have a pleasurable experience anyway like you can Um, have pleasure without having a full-on orgasm would you consider that sex yes i would if it involves penetration yeah there's a new word for you guys penetration penetration um i feel like for me personally sex you don't have to have penetration for it to be sex i feel like what is my definition if you're both naked at the same time and you're doing stuff. What if one person's naked and the other person isn't naked and one person's, like, pleasuring the other person? That's, that's, that's... Yeah, dude. <laughs> I know, right? Mutual masturbation. <laughs> I don't know. What if, what if that person comes? Still masturbation? Like but it's, it's not self-induced. Oh, God. See, you know I don't saying? know. Yeah. If they, the other person made them come? Yeah. Hmm. Good. These are good questions. We gotta find a TED talk, I'm dude. And like, I don't even want to look at a fucking dictionary because if the dictionary says that sex has to involve penetration, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be fucking upset I with bet the you dictionary. It does. Should we Google it? Yeah. All right, we're googling Google it. it right now on the definition of sex, um, which is not true. I, you know, I like we're def- making our own definitions individually. 
for pretty much everything else, we might as well be able to define what sex means I'm to like, us. I'm like, if humans are the ones who form these definitions, we should be the ones who redefine them. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are doing that with other aspects of their relationships, and that's great, so just do that with sex, too. All right, according to Google, here's the definition of sex. Sex involves sexual activity, including specifically sexual intercourse. So. Penetration? Yeah, I'd mm. say you can assume that with yeah. number two. Either of the two main categories, male and female. Okay, this is just fucked already because, like, it's not considering the LGBTQ community at all. Into which humans and most other living things are divided on the basis of their reproductive functions. And then there's, like, the sex of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like so, gender. technically, it's still sexual intercourse still involves. Mm-hmm. I think one can assume that it involves defining sex as penetration which Mm -hmm. is which is a bitch too because i'm like okay like we're not considering all of humanity at this point Mm -hmm. in terms of like people who are of the same sex and like would you say they're not having sex then Mm -hmm. would you say that they don't have a sex life get your dictionary out of the bedroom and just let them decide and that's how i feel now too i'm like i think sex is a definition that should be self-defined Yes. And whatever you define sex as, that is your definition yep. of sex. Yep. The same the same way we define values and gender and um yeah, mm-hmm. pronouns. Like it should be self defined. Yes, I, I agree so. completely. And then when we all get really good at doing that, we're all gonna have to get really good at communicating our definitions to other people because it's gonna be different for everybody else. Well, I mean now that, no, that's a good thing. I'm excited. What do you mean? Like, so, say my definition of sex is penetration, and your definition of sex is not, but we're running on the same assumption that when we say sex, we mean the same thing. Do you think it's important to find a definition when you're with a partner? Yes. Why? Because you guys are, it's an activity you guys are doing together, so you guys should establish what what the ground rules are and what it is to you together. It's been so weird when I've been with someone, and I'm like, oh, we haven't had sex, and they're like, yeah, we did, and I'm like oh wait we did that's like the same thing where you're like oh yeah we're in a relationship and they're like wait no we're not and it's like like, okay well what are the grounds that you define this as and like having those conversations can be so frustrating if you're with someone who doesn't know how to communicate with you yeah that's not i'm i'm not really good at communicating some things anyway but i'm just everyone's gonna have to get real good at it and it's hard especially Mm -hmm. in this day and age when we have so many like different subcategories and like Mm -hmm. there's not just this umbrella term for everything anymore because I remember when we were growing up it was so like it probably wasn't I was gonna say it was crystal clear but it wasn't it's just because I'm yeah it was just being covered up yeah or I mean it wasn't yeah it wasn't talked about Mm -hmm. it wasn't talked about I guess like what do you want people to walk away with in this conversation don't let sex be the defining factor of a healthy relationship so what do you define a healthy relationship as? Collaboration. We are such educators. <laughs> Just this elaborate. is word. What makes a healthy relationship is, is having similar values. At least that would make it an easier relationship. Having some similar values and, and collaborating on things with each other. Or honoring those values. Yeah, or honoring them. Yeah. What happens if one of them has, like, a value changes? Talk about it and hopefully reevaluate and collaborate or, you know, 
Thank God. This is not adhere to any type of abusive relationships. Oh, yeah. We're not talking about Dump abusive relationships. If you're in an abusive relationship, please get therapy coming from someone who understands that very well. <laughs> please get therapy and, like, trust your friends. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things. Like, I need to trust your friends and what they're telling you because your friends are always... If they're your good, if they're good friends, they're usually looking out for yeah, you and what's right. Hopefully. Enjoyed the podcast? Want to drop me some suggestions? Don't forget to follow Memento on Instagram at m m e n t dot o.